Welcome to In Early, the crypto podcast, where I speak to those at the forefront of the digital asset space, telling real life stories, discussing the growth and growing pains of the industry, and exploring how blockchain technology has made an impact on people's lives. My name is Matt Green, and I'm the blockchain litigation lead at Shoesmiths. This episode features Amit Rathor, the founder and CEO of the Football Fan app, which looks to disrupt the football industry with Web3 and provide genuine, long-term engagement between real fans and clubs. We talk about his journey, listing the fan coin, and how the app provides users with confidence, as well as key partnerships, his long-term vision of Web3, and how sports interacts. Amit, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you coming down to London today. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here, actually. Uh, so before we talk about football fan, um, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. So you've been a solutions architect for some of the major traditional financial guys. Yeah. What does that mean? So solutions architect. So I worked with uh, a lot of banks actually. So more than more than ten years uh, in in the in that role of solution architect or a senior solution architect. So by the name itself, uh, you can make out that you need to find a solution for some problems that the financial institutions have. Those problems can be related to regulatory environment, it can be payments related, it can be some technology related, or some new 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 concept or new feature that the banks are introducing to the customers. So the solution architect role is very similar to a normal buildings architect. So you have to find the problem, you find a solution for that, you need to do a lot of documentation in order to pass through various different gates at the banks, mm-hmm. the bigger the bank, the more, the more str- gates, the more gates it is, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. more more str- stringent. Yeah. Obviously, being uh, a solu- being a solution for a financial in- financial institution, you have to pass through various security gates as well, regular regulatory gates as well, and make sure it is something for the customers. Uh, so, as a solution architect, uh, he is the one who kinds of you know finds the, the solution works with various different stakeholders in the in the bank and and comes up with the with with with, with the solutions for those problems including various different blueprints various mm-hmm. different architecture so you got the job done so they, they said we want to we want to start here and we want to end up here I mean, you go and find out how we go along that journey absolutely absolutely and and that solution architect is kind of the fulcrum for everything that goes around, including till the time that solution is being implemented. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the when the solution is being implemented, usually in, in banks it happens overnight, sometimes during holidays, bank holidays and all those kind of things. So the solution architect sometimes needs to be there just in case if something goes wrong, those implementation team members, they will come and consult yeah. uh, the architect. So is it a technical background then? Is that where it is? It is. It is highly technical. Uh, and, and it's a natural progression. Uh, if somebody comes and says that, okay, I've gone and done a degree of solution architecture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can do a degree in solution architecture. I, I, have, I haven't come across. I haven't come across. But but let's say some, inst- some uh, university or college comes up with this kind of uh, a degree. I don't believe that that architect will be uh, well equipped with all the knowledge and experience mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process you start as a developer you progress you become a technical architect right you become solution architect so it's a progress it's a it's a, it's a process and i ask this to most people who come on is this how you got into blockchain because it's it's either from a financial background from a tech background it sounds like yours is a little bit of both is this how you got into the space uh in- interesting question actually because uh, uh, yes, I, I heard about this blockchain and all uh, at, at, while I was working with, uh, with, with, with the banks mm-hmm. and started exploring it, what it is exactly. So uh, banks were still, you know, exploring cloud computing at that time. And then suddenly blockchain came, came up. Uh, and uh, so I thought, okay, let's explore whether there may be an opportunity for me to propose a solution, which is a blockchain-based solution. So you would have been the guy who would have been like, Let's not do the traditional way. Let's let's put let's 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 utilize blockchain tech. Absolutely. And so, that was your role to think about ways to get from A to B and you were just considering using blockchain tech. Absolutely. So right. that's that's one of the things what Solution Architect does. Right. He proposes that okay, we should be using X technology, Y mm-hmm. technology, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, in order to meet the requirements. So were there projects then that you implemented blockchain tech into and then thought Actually, this is this this idea has got some legs. I want to remove myself from the traditional banking environment and then start my own thing. Well, I've been trying to you know uh, have my own business since uh, two thousand and seven, eight onwards. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was the whole idea uh, because of, you know, you need to pay your bills. There are some liabilities on you. So you you always do this kind of, you know, your passion is always a side gig in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then from from side gig, it becomes the main main thing. So, yes, when I, when I explored blockchain, I said, okay, hang on. A lot of people are talking about blockchain on YouTube, mm. uh, on various different websites and all. But I don't think so that is the right way to learn. Because these people, you can't trust those YouTubers in the sense. I mean, there are some really, really, really good YouTubers out there. This is going to go on YouTube, by the way. So it's going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so what I did is that let's go and learn it from the experts. Okay. And who is the best expert here in the UK? Oxford University. Mm -hmm. There's nothing better than Oxford University in the UK. So I enrolled myself for, at, at Oxford University for decentralized technology uh, program. And uh, I was I was I was there in that program and learned it from them. Actually. So what what was the course on? Was it the technical aspects of how it works, or so <coughs> uh, the course? Uh, I mean, it's it, it was it was kind of a kind of a you know course. So it starts from the basics of blockchain. Oh, okay, fine. What blockchain is all about? What are the use cases where it can be used? How the whole technology works? Right, right. And right. what are the uh, uh, what are the core core pieces that runs that technology and how it is being used today and what are the other use cases that can be implemented on top of this. Right. So I learned from them. I have uh, a certificate or whatever you call it as a degree yeah. uh, from them. And it's, it's, good. it's good to learn from experts. Uh, and there, there were some top-notch uh, people who were training us yeah. on those things. And that's sort of the academic side, the practical side, because there's a difference. And we had an academic on this um, last year, Brian, and he was talking about sometimes there's a bit of disparity between academics and the real-world application. Oh, yes. So how did you find that? And I want to come on to Football Found in a minute, because this sounds like a journey whereby you started in traditional finance, you took yourself to Oxford to teach yourself about it, and then you're now off on your own journey doing football fan. So how did we get there? So uh, when I started on football fan app, we wanted to incentivize our user base. And what is the best way to incentivize them? Uh, so we were exploring various different ideas. There were, we explored something called as air miles, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, AVOS points, basically. So you can buy AVOS points in bulk and then give it to anyone you like. Like loyalty points. Loyalty points, yeah. There are club card, Tesco club card points, there are Morrison's and yeah, uh, everything, you know, nectar points and all those kind of things. But that's that's not exciting. That's not exciting. You go to Boots today, you get a Boots loyalty card and then you shop at Boots and you get something free. You go to Starbucks, it happens the same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, let's, 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 do, let's invent, let's do something different with it. Um, and uh, that's where, you know, we thought, okay, let's leverage blockchain as a technology because we, when, when, when our user base will collect those loyalty points or whatever we call them mm -hmm. uh, at that point of time, we, are, we, we won't be able to, you know, change that. We won't be able to tamper it. Because it will go on the blockchain. It it are uh, those those points or those things are theirs. They so can do control those points, right? It was a way. To, as a, it was it like a, uh, a point management system that you thought was the best way to deal with it, or, uh, or what? No, I would say it, it it brings more credibility. It brings more okay. more assurance to the collectors. Okay. That I have got something which actually the company who gave it to me even they can't touch it. Right. Okay. So you know they are mine. I can do whatever whatever I I want with it. Okay. So that's the kind of idea we started with. Um, and uh, so that's the reason I wanted to, you know, leverage blockchain as a technology for football fan app. Right. And let's let's take the minute to 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 go through what the football fan app is. So mm -hmm. What is it? Why did you set it up? Tell me about it. But yeah. So I always love to talk about football fan app. Uh, so, uh, well, actually, we wanted to create a sports fan, but when we uh, did some more digging around, so I took almost eighteen months to do research on various different sports. Uh, because I'm not an expert in every sport. So I, I love football. I have played a lot of football in my younger days. I play still, uh, respecting my age, five-a-side, six-a-side kind of football. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, so we wanted to make sports fan. But when, when I did some more research, it was very difficult to cover every sport. There are so many sports in the world. There are, you know, ball sports, there are racket sports, there are water sports, motor sports, mm -hmm. winter sports. It's very difficult to cover. Yeah. Even companies like Sky, for example, they sometimes struggle to cover all the sports. And who are we to, you know, cover all the sports? So we narrowed it down to football. Uh, and the reason was that there are around 8 billion people in the world. Mm -hmm. Out of those 8 billion people, 5 billion people follow football in some shape or form, according to FIFA. Okay. Biggest fan base. 
the best, the biggest sport in the world, whether it's Africa, what's the prime sport? Football, South America, football. It's a European sport. Middle East, football. Far East, Japan, Korea, football. Emerging markets like China, the US. The US is, is, is massive in football now. India, for example, yeah, 1.4 billion people. Uh, so uh, the reason we started on Football Fan was just because of the scalability, the passion that the fans have. Mm -hmm. I haven't come across any fan base who is as passionate as football fans. Whether it is it is it is uh, whether their their team is winning or losing, a manager is getting sacked, or new players being mm -hmm. signed, or you know what's happening with the wives and girlfriends, there is so much action that happens, not only around football games but outside those games as well. At the same time, it's not a seasonal sport; it goes around twelve months. There's something every day, and fans like to express themselves. Yeah, <laughs> there are, there are opinions. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has an opinion. So what does the app look like? What, what does it do? What does it allow people to do? So if you didn't exist, what, what would people miss? Well, well, people people still still do all those uh, opinion sharing, expre express, expressing themselves on various different social media platforms. But it's all, you know, fragmented. So this is a, a unified way to, I suppose, assimilate all of those opinions and put it into one place. It's, so people can engage integrate with each other and find a way to interact. So as so so yeah that's that's one of the one of the one of the mottos that we have but it's a social media app for okay. football dedicated okay. for football. So it's a place where where you know like-minded people like-minded minded football fans mm -hmm. players clubs teams you know even brands can be there on the platform can post various different types of content that content can be video photos even this podcast can go on to football fan app. Mm -hmm. It can be, you know, normal text messages. Users can create chat rooms themselves. So it's all about user-generated content. Right. Okay. Social media platform. You can call it as a as an Instagram of football or a Facebook of football or a Twitter of football. Okay. Uh, where like-minded people come and connect and share information. They engage with the with with all that information that is shared. And everybody on that platform is a fan of football. It's not like generic social media platforms that mm -hmm. you find everyone over there. I'll give you one more example. You are a, uh, an expert in law, for example. Yeah, I mean, you are not an example. You are you are an expert in law, and there is a platform where all the law uh, professionals around the world are there, sharing information with each other. You know, various different geographies, countries, various different lawyers laws. in a in a massive room. I don't think anybody would want to go to that. <laughs> no, 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 not 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 in a room on on, on a, a platform virtual room, on, on a virtual room, yeah, yeah. and it's not just chat room. I'm talking about. It's like various other information. You have got LinkedIn. Mm. where you've got everything over there. All the lawyers are there on LinkedIn. Yeah. But I'm talking about a dedicated space for lawyers only. Right. Where they share opportunities, where they show, share new regulations, laws, which are being, you know, coming up mm -hmm. in various different countries. You would like to be there because you speak same language mm -hmm. over there. So it's it's very similar to that. And uh, 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 if you notice youngsters, they are not there on Facebook. Yeah, so like my 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 older son is not there on Facebook or Instagram. He's there on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so things change every ten fifteen years. Uh, Facebook is more mums and dads. Certainly is now. Platform yeah. now. Yeah. Very soon from Instagram, if you see a lot of people have written about it that it's more about you know fake uh, photography mm -hmm. in the sense people are always looking to get more eyeballs, more likes, those kind of things. There is a lot of clickbait that happens. Um, so, so we are trying to, you know, give give a dedicated space which is very honest, which which is very very real to the fans. So it's not a superficial; it is a it's sort of like a grassroots <coughs> or, or at least very legitimate place where football fans can come and mingle with each other. Yes, yes, that's that's one aspect of it. But you can you content can... creation, all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, so my understanding is it is all about engagement. I. I took a quote from your website. So it says, Football Fan is a leading Web3 uh, social football app providing football fans and clubs around the globe with a completely new way of connecting, engaging, and interacting. Yeah. How do you encourage engagement between fans and football? Yes. So see, it's very difficult to bring anyone on a new platform these days. Yeah, people, it's, it's, it's like changing your habits. People don't change their habits so easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will, it'll take time. It takes time, always. Uh, and, 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 and if you notice, uh, uh, it happens with everything that we do. I mean, where do we keep our towels every day? It needs to be there every mm -hmm. day. If you change the space, then you don't find them where, where they are. So it's like changing habits. How do you change habit? You need to incentivize someone. 
Yeah, even youngsters, when they when you ask them to you come and clean my car, they'll say, okay, dad, what, what am I getting out of it? So they are expecting some incentive okay. out of it. It can be a one pound, it can be two pounds, whatever, but they are expecting some incentive. Yeah, yeah. My younger one, if I score a goal, will I get a lolly? <laughs> so, okay, fine, if you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so 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 we 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 incentivize our user base for every activity they do on the on the platform. So it's incentivizing engagement in that respect. If you do something, you're going to get a reward. For yes, it. and and it's it's about incentivizing their efforts. That's what Web three is all about. Okay. So we incentivize every effort, the time that you spend on the app. We incentivize you with our own uh, digital currency. We call it as fan coin. So you collect fan coin as you go along. You spend more time on it. You collect more fan coin. So give me an example of how you would collect the fan coin. Is it if I publish something, I get one. If I comment on something, I get two. Is that is there like a sort of rules? Yeah, there, are, there is an algorithm that runs. And we, we also keep learning about how users are behaving because there are some people who try to manipulate those algorithms. Uh, so, so what we do is that let's say you sign up, you collect 50 fan coin as a sign up reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you post any content, you collect a fan coin. Let's say you post a video, you collect five fan coin. You post a photo, you collect one fan coin. You create a chat room. And let's say 50 people join mm-hmm. that chat room. You collect uh, 10 fan coin or something like that. Uh, that's the reason we encourage people to, you know, not not duplicate existing rooms. Try to create more interesting rooms so that, you know, more and more people join those rooms. What stops people gamifying it though? Because you could have a really good chat room and then all of a sudden people, I've set up a new one, a new one, a new one. You get all these coins and then you can... So we we, we monitor everything. Okay. So we monitor everything. We, we moderate everything uh, on the app. At the same time, when you collect fan coin, mm-hmm. when they try to redeem them or the, when they try, when they, when they come and place a request to transfer them, we actually go through everything that they have done this ethically and not just, you know, use something something to, you know, manipulate the system. And the fan coins, I think we're going to come to fan coins in more detail, but is it a matter of that they stay within the environment, within the, the app, or is it that they can be traded openly now? Yeah, so uh, there are two things. We, we call them as local fan coin and, and a crypto fan coin. Okay, let's so talk about the internal one the first. The internal one first. Yeah. So local fan coin, when, uh, so, so when, you, when, you, when you engage or when you post any content, even for referrals, for example, if I invite you to the app with my referral code and you sign up, I get 10 fan coin, you get 10 fan coin. So we both are incentivized in that way. Mm-hmm. So when you collect those fan coin, uh, they will stay on the app and as soon as, let's say, you place a request to transfer them, all we do is that we transfer your, your, your fan coin from the app over to an exchange. So we partnered with one of the exchanges. They deal with, 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 uh, with that cryptocurrency side of it. And users can actually go and uh, exchange uh, those fan coin into, let's say, USDT. Or if they want, they can cash out as well on that ex- exchange. But let's talk about when we're in the app. So, and I suppose this sort of leads to some extent to the question is, is fans can buy equity they can buy nfts videos is that how it works you you collect fan coins and then what do you do with them in within the app what can you how are they helpful so there are three things that that they can do at at this point of time with the fan coin when you collect those fan coin Mm -hmm. so number one they can convert their content which they are posting into nfts and trade them on the platform so you can collect collectibles, digital collectibles. Digital collectibles, yeah, okay, that's yeah. one, number one. Yep. Number two, they can redeem those fan coin against thousands of products that are there on the app. So there are products from over 200 brands on the app, including products from Apple, Samsung, Nike. Oh, so they come in as a third party. They say, we will sponsor you or whatever the right terminology is, whatever your agreement is. Okay, so there's real world utility. There is a very strong utility behind it. So that was the whole idea behind right. creating that fan coin. So fan coin is not just another token or another blockchain based token or a cryptocurrency or anything like that there are 22000 odd different tokens yeah out there so if we add one more what's the value addition? that's why i wanted to ask that question because and we started the conversation with you talking about sort of loyalty cards and i it, it sounds as though that's part of it right if you collect enough tokens or points then you can redeem them against things that you want so yeah. it may well be as you say collectibles it could be Apple products, whatever it is, right? That that's that's yes, that's yes. So so if you are let's say Manchester United fan or you're Liverpool, Chelsea, mm-hmm. even Leeds United fan, mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can buy shirts from the app and you get you know some cashback when you redeem your fan coin holdings. Right. So you have deals. So these are these are all official uh, merchandise. Right. Okay. So you struck deals with all these these these. We, we struck deals with the with the supplier who right, supplies yeah. to all these clubs. Right. Okay. Because my question was going to be, why would anybody? 
seek to engage with a Web3 company like yours when they can go direct to their club and they can buy merchandise yes. from there? Yes, you can buy, buy, let's say, Chelsea shirt at 10 different places. You can even buy a counterfeit from the, from the shop. If you go to Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. you will find a lot of shops on the, on, on, on the roadside yeah. where you can buy them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what we are trying to do is that we are giving an ecosystem to the users where they can actually redeem this fan coin mm-hmm. and get something which is valuable to them. Something really tangible, and this is these are all official products. These are not counterfeit. Yeah, and let's let's talk about because it, it is football, but it's not just Premier League football. It's all levels of football. See, football is for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we even work with some grassroots clubs. Uh, in fact, in the beginning, we worked with a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, we as far as uh, so we have got live score as well on the app, by the way. So we cover up to sixty years of English football. We, we cover uh, uh, live score, commentary, statistics, right. uh, in-game events. You get notifications. Uh, there are statistics up to 12 to 13 years on the app. Um, um, you get head-to-head between two, who is playing the game today, who is sitting on the bench. So you could, instead of going your BBC app and you sort of follow it on your phone, you can do it through your app. Yes, you can do that. And we also cover uh, uh, some European leagues as well, like La, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A. Uh, and and uh, League One, the French League as well, and we cover Europa League, sorry Europa uh, League, Champions League, Euros, World Cup, Na- Nations League. Right. So we cover Scottish League as well. Is it a matter then that if I wanted to follow my local club, that I could follow them through your app? Yes, you can. As far as they are in 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 that sixth year up to in in English football. Okay, so it's absolutely not just about Premier League. You've you've broadened it to allow people who are not following that to actually follow their own clubs locally. That's that's the idea. Yes, that's the whole idea. And 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 sometimes people think that you know, especially uh, well in England, everybody knows that you know there are everyone follows a, a, a their club. local clubs. Yeah. yeah, everyone follows a club. There are almost six hundred clubs registered with FA in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where, whereas whereas a foreigner. Like I grew up in India. Mm-hmm. I did not know that there were so many clubs. All I knew was Manchester United when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Because when I was growing up in the newspapers, there used to be a very small article at the back about Manchester United winning this or that. I didn't even know that Manchester was a city back <laughs> <Right>. then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so living in uh, living and growing in that part of the world, you you don't realize that you know football is not just about top six clubs. Football is actually massive. Yeah. Massive and uh, every every human being, uh, you know, in England at least, they are they are following some of the other club. So I guess your background to some extent in India and the idea that you weren't necessarily familiar with the structures has come forward in your thinking of this app on the basis yes. that you, you want to make sure that all levels are represented. Yes, yeah, and 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 have a look at it. So so uh, very interestingly, let's say uh, someone like me who's growing up in India now in, mm-hmm. in this day and age. Uh, they have got so many uh, platforms mm-hmm. available to connect with people around the world. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, it wasn't there. But at the same time, if you want to speak to a, a, a Manchester United fan living in Manchester, how do you do that? That Our app can help that. Right, okay. You know? So you can be in China, you can be uh, in India, you can be in Vietnam, you can be in Indonesia. You have access to all these clubs in jurisdictions that wouldn't necessarily traditionally have that following or wouldn't have access to that following. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's one of the things. So so you can connect with and again it's all, we are talking about like minded people. Mm-hmm. We're trying to avoid any scamsters. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> well, then we're gonna come on to that, that yes, sort of stuff. In yes. A bit. So, so we don't share any any private information. Yeah. yeah, of, yeah. And at the same time we don't we don't take all those information. When you sign up, we just say, okay, what's your email address? What's your phone number? Again, phone number if you want to uh, and people usually give, you know, fake numbers and fake email addresses at times. I can't stop people so, doing that. I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I just want to touch on this because it's something that when we met, however many years ago, it was a question that I asked you originally, which was you have socios and you have chilies and the whole history with sports. How does football fan differ from that? And the answer may well be clear, but I think it's worth hearing from you because yes. people understand that there's lots of interactions between crypto and blockchain and sport and there's been successes and failures so how is your how is the app different to to those and and, and what does it look like first of all uh, socios if you take an example of uh, them they go to brands 
and they create fan tokens for them. Mm -hmm. So they'll come, they came to Arsenal, they said, okay, we'll create an Arsenal fan token. For Man City, they created a fan token. Mm -hmm. And all those, so we are not in that business of creating fan tokens for others. So we are not into, you know, that. You have your own fan token. We, it's, not, we, it's not the Arsenal fan token and you'll, you'll do all, I suppose the technical bits in the background, you just have yours, that's it. So ours is not a fan, it's not called fan token, it's called fan coin. And we have we've got all the IP rights, uh, intellectual property for that. We also have trademark for that and all those things. So, uh, so so we are first of all not in that business that we go and create you know tokens mm -hmm. for for brands. Mm -hmm. the one, secondly, uh, we are not in a business where we say okay, uh, X Y Z club will create a token for you and you can sell it or we'll help you selling that. And then you know the the token holders can do certain things in the club. So we are not into that business. However, the fan coin can be taken up by any club, can be distributed to their fans, but we give utility not only at the club, on our app as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger ecosystem. So not just restricting to one 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 brand. Or it's one not company. your Arsenal coin and you can only deal with it in the Arsenal, I don't know, ecosphere. This is a fan coin that can be used across yes. your platform and across potentially other platforms as well. And redeemed, absolutely, absolutely. for real world. Costs. Absolutely, I'll I'll come on to that point again. That yeah. why 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 it can be redeemed uh, <clears throat> at various different places. So see uh, now coming back to that socio stuff. Now let's say Arsenal fan token has been created. If you are a Tottenham fan, you will never buy that token. Yes. And Arsenal fans are there in millions, let's say around the world, but not everybody is an Arsenal fan in the world. Yeah. So the demand of those tokens will not be as high. It's now, limited at least. It's limited. Yeah. It's limited demand. Yes, there will be some traders who might mm -hmm. try to, you know, get in and make some quick uh, quick money here and there. Mm -hmm. But the demand for those tokens will not be there much. Same with Barcelona. Let's say there's a Bar mm -hmm. Barca token and Real Madrid fans will not buy it. Same the other, other way around as well. At the same time, the token holders uh, are, are allowed to, to do some voting and other things, mm -hmm. which they have claimed that, that you know, the voting can be done, etc. Things like what song to be played in the stadium when, the, when your team scores. Uh, Even the ownership of clubs, I think I've heard people say that they have rights to determine ownership of specific clubs. I mean, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe that uh, <laughs> because clubs... It's not up to them. There are some important decisions to be made at the clubs. Which, which they, I'm not sure if they will leave those decisions to the to the fans. But something like a song, I understand that song, the, the the color of the bus. But are they important uh, things? Uh, okay, the, the 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 color of the bus is something different. Is that really important for for me as a fan? Yeah. Because most of the time, I don't see that bus. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's very fair. Yeah, yeah. So and and at the same time, if you if you if you look at it, the price of those fan tokens have gone significantly down by more than 40% ever since they've- Well, they've that's when you punched. put it on the open market. And that's when um, you can have all types of scams and people's confidence in these token falls. Yes. I guess if you keep it within your ecosphere to some extent like you're describing, then it doesn't really matter what its value is versus fiat. Yeah. It's about how much that token is being used by fans across the world. Yes. You yes. don't have to sort of integrate it out and yes. have a, a fiat value. Yeah, and at the same time, if you see, if, if, if a fan coin is there, fan coin can be used by Barcelona fans, can be used by Arsenal mm -hmm. fans, can be used by City fans, can be used by, you know. Whoever. Whoever you want. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it, it creates that ecosystem and the, and the demand will always be higher compared to, you know, individual tokens mm -hmm. and the value will always be, you know, be there for those fan coin. So fan coin in, in terms of, we spoke about it being internal, now let's talk about the fan coin that sort of goes into the real world that can be exchanged um, at exchanges. What rights does it carry? Why? How does it work? Yeah. So first of all, uh, I'll talk about how does it work. Mm -hmm. So you collect fan coin mm -hmm. by doing various things on the app. Yeah, as we say. Yeah. Yeah. You can redeem it on the app if you want. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, take it on onto an exchange. Mm -hmm. But let's say if you want to take it on an exchange, you place a request with us. Uh, we ask the user to create an account on that exchange first because that you have to go through a, a due diligence. Yeah, KYC. Process. The, the exchange has to list you. They have to choose to list you. Yes. All that stuff. Well, that's that's on our side. But even for the customers, let's say you go in a, and, and create an account on any of the exchanges. Mm -hmm. They take you through a due diligence process. Yep with your identification document and with your KYC mm -hmm. and all those things, uh, AML checks, all those things happen. So we ensure that once once you have created your account, yep. when you get your wallet address on that account, we understand that it is a legitimate wallet address. Because you rely on that third party. On to that do third it. party. 
on because we are working with our, our our token or our coin is listed on on their exchange then they come and tell us okay i want to transfer my fan coin from the app over to this wallet address on the exchange mm -hmm. then we then we then we do a thorough thorough checks whether this has been collected ethically or not and then we make the transfer if everything is fine so it's uh, not an automatic process there no it is not an, it is not an automatic checks and balances that go through to make sure that when it leaves your ecosystem that it's doing so in a legitimate way yes and at the same time we could have done it uh, automated automated as well i mean on just a, a lot click of people of, do it automatically on on a click of button we could have done that but then it involves lot of lot of frauds lot of you know people will try to you know uh, do a lot of uh, unethical things well so, before we started this conversation when we were sort of having our preamble before we recorded you were saying that you're here for the long term you want to be based in a jurisdiction that is legitimate and i think that that comes through when you speak it's not about sort of making some quick money it's about actually having longevity and uh, figuring out sort of regulatory landscape etc absolutely and on that basis so I suppose let's just sort of return to the journey of this coin, right? So then it goes on to an exchange. Mm -hmm. What happens then, or what are people allowed to do with this coin? Does it have a fiat value? Yeah, so it does. It does have a fiat value. So it is trading uh, at the moment a half a penny. Okay. Uh, as of today, uh, and uh, users once they are there on an exchange, they can they can convert it into USDT. Mm -hmm. This is the stable coin, mm -hmm. or they can you know just keep that keep it on on the exchange for the value to go up. Or they can obviously once you convert it into USDT, you can cash it out into euros. Well, or once it goes Euro, out of the ecosystem, yeah, euros or exactly euros or USD or or or, or GBP or whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. But it's it's up to them. The the decision is all theirs. We don't interfere in any of this. Could you go decision. to an exchange then and buy one of your tokens outside of Eurica? Yes, you can as well. Okay. Yes, you can buy from the exchange mm -hmm. as well, uh, but 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 we don't allow that to be there on our app. There is a process. You can you have a, have a wallet address on the app. You have a wallet address on the exchange. If you want to transfer, it's your decision. You want to transfer on the app, but you do that on the exchange. So you can't buy. So if you're on an exchange, you can't buy fan token, then reintegrate it back into the system once it's out. It's out. Not fan token, fan coin. Fan fan coin. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you can buy. Right. So 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 to to sum it up. So you can buy fan coin on an exchange. Yep. And you can bring them on the app as well. Yep. But it's a transfer process. So wallet to wallet. Yeah. So you know your wallet address on the app. Mm -hmm. You know your wallet address on the exchange. Mm -hmm. From that exchange, you say, okay, I want to transfer my fan coin from this wallet address to my app wallet address. So you can do that. Right. Okay. But that transfer and all those things are taken care of by the exchange. By the third party. Yeah. So who are you listed with? Because I know that people who try and develop coins, a big moment in their life is getting listed by an exchange. Yeah. So tell me who you're listed with. What did the journey look like for you to get listed? Yeah. So... It was it was quite quite a tough uh, journey to be very honest with you, yeah. Uh, and we spoke to almost eighty different exchanges, eighty eight zero, and we realized that all these exchanges are all are, are looking for you know quick listing fee or something like that. It's money. Sometimes the listing fee has gone into millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. So we can't we can't afford that. And at the same time, we are not into into that coin business. We are a platform. We are allowing fans and users mm -hmm. to get incentivized on our app and then do something with those incentives, you know. So we, so that's our our last, last, you know, jigsaw in the whole puzzle. Mm -hmm. So we then uh, spoke with all these exchanges. There are some big exchanges, small exchanges, mm -hmm. and finally we 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 finalized one exchange. It is it is named as P two B P two P B two B. Uh, so P two P B two B is there. dot com is there. Is there? Is there? Is there? URL, and Fancoin is known as FNC. The ticker yeah, is yeah, FNC yeah. over there. So people can go over there, create an account, and can find Fancoin or FNC over there. So we are only there on one exchange as of now, and they are very good exchange. Uh, they work very closely with us, and they actually support startups like us. Is so that, that their whole? Is that their whole operation to try and find sort of smaller coins that aren't necessarily mainstream, go through the process of understanding their legitimacy and what they do, see, and then giving them a platform to yeah, then sell? So. Yeah, see, see, one of one of the key thing is that uh, I like to do business in a very traditional way, in the sense I like to have you know face to face interaction, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or at least to a minimum a video call. Majority of these exchanges wants to talk to you on Telegram. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have an account on Telegram. Yet. Yeah. So we, we do have a corporate account on Telegram, but I personally don't have an account there. If you want to get spammed a lot, exactly, go on Telegram. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So 
why why would you do a multi million pound deal if you're saying if the exchange is saying that it, you know we are we are a multi million pound billion pound um, you want to see a human being if you're going to exactly. commit to you a want, lot of money you want yeah. to meet them you want to see them face to face why would you like to do a deal on telegram with without, anyone without giving names away then did you feel as though that some of the larger exchanges operated like that or was there a trend they do they do they do That's really the first thing they do is let's talk on telegram why on telegram why i am ready to fly over wherever you are <laughs> I'll come. You're willing to make the commitment. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Let's sit down in a room. Let's talk. And and we are not a you and and majority of the times, people who are shortlisting your projects, they don't have enough experience. They are majority of the times interns. Well, they may argue back and say, well, actually, we get so many inquiries, we have to figure out a way to whittle them down. But that that becomes the most important uh, process in the whole thing, isn't it? So you shortlist the right projects, put senior people on it for mm. shortlisting it, understand the whole project, talk to the founders, talk mm. to the team, understand what their project is all about and then shortlist it. You don't regret later that you have, you know, onboarded some bad coins or whatever. Uh, yeah, and then you say, okay, you know, my exchange's reputation has gone down just yeah. because we have onboarded some 100 bad, bad tokens or coins on our platform. So that selection process is very important. So this exchange, they were very happy to speak to us. We spoke to their founder as well, their CEO as well. Uh, they are based in Spain. We wanted to go and meet them as well. They were more than happy so to. You, you flew know. out and saw them. Uh, we did not actually. We did not. But it was it was a comfort zone. See them on the. We could screen. we could see and we we we, better we, than most. we we even talked to them face to face on video calls even now. Okay, nice. And uh, so yeah, that was the reason uh, why we chose them. And they are a mid-range exchange. They are not. Uh, they are not like bottom or they are not top funds. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a mid-range exchange. So, what that's advice would you give to people then who are looking to list coins that are integrated with apps similar to yours, or where there's longevity, where it's not about making a quick bit of money, but it's actually trying to just to get through the listing process? Is there any advice? Um, <laughs> so there are a lot of things that I can advise actually, <laughs> yeah. but, but to keep the, uh, in a nutshell, I think in a, in, a, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I would recommend them to speak to people. There are a lot of scams happening. Yeah, I, I get approached on LinkedIn on a regular basis by people saying that we are from Binance. Uh, and then we are more than happy to onboard your, your coin on our uh, platform. So the first thing I say that, okay, send an email from your official email address yep. to our official email address with yep. your proposal yeah and a lot of exchanges uh, on their websites they have uh, uh, identity verification mm -hmm. uh, process sometimes even the identities are verified over there and the emails that they send are are are, are scam emails actually so it's kind of scam alert you have to be very careful very careful urls and yes email and, addresses. yes and and they will say that we don't uh, uh, we we were not going to charge you any listing fee, but we will we'll take a deposit from you, which will refund refund back to you when you know when you're yeah. When I you're promise promised. to return it. Yeah, yeah, and and that 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 deposit will be in in USDT or something like that. Nice, something nice and stable for you to get comfortable something. with. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. so so first of all, uh, so those are some red 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 flags in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in fact, last week itself, one of the guys approached us and he said he's from KuCoin. And so I said, okay, send an official email from mm -hmm. your official uh, email address to our official email address. The email came, went to spam directly. I asked the support team, did you receive, and this guy was chasing me, did you receive my email, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I asked my support team, can you just check and let me know if there is any email? There was one in the, in the spam. Uh, they, they showed a screenshot to me, some random domain name. I said, it is a scam alert on on LinkedIn. This guy immediately blocked me. Yeah, about yeah. Uh, and uh, so immediately, so. Well, he tried it, right? He gave it a go. Yeah. And this happens a lot. I mean, I get emails from from exchanges pretending that my account's blocked, and then you just you just see who it's from, and it's you know completely yeah, not legit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's a difficult journey, and you are in an amongst a, an environment whereby there are a lot of people who are chances, and it's probably quite difficult and frustrating. It is, it is. And and, and it's very unfortunate for people who have fallen into this kind of traps. Mm -hmm. so we are talking about listing the token or listing the coin, but then there are people who have shared their private keys, uh, you know, wallet addresses. Wallet address is fine, but then, yeah, uh, then there are key, private yeah. keys and yeah. all. And there are some sophisticated uh, uh, scamsters out there. You have to be very careful. Just imagine uh, that 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 how careful will you be with your bank accounts? Mm -hmm. You have to be as careful with your wallet addresses and with your all, all other things. 
Uh, just talking about sort of confidence and scams to some extent, I mean, how do you give users confidence in your coin, especially when there aren't necessarily regulations and you, I suppose that, you know, the FCA authorizations may not be relevant. How do how do people obtain confidence in in your project and in your coin? Yeah. So if if you if you remember, I said we are not one of those twenty two thousand odd tokens or coins out there. We are trying to create a value for that, and we we incorporated the company in April twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. but we did not launch our coin until until November of twenty 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 two. Sorry, mm -hmm. November of twenty twenty two. We wanted to launch it on an exchange alongside Football World Cup. And the reason was we we were we were busy busy creating the platform. We are not a Telegram community. We are not a Twitter community. We are not a Discord community. Mm -hmm. We are a platform. We are like Facebook. We are like Instagram. We are like Twitter. We are like TikTok. We are a platform ourselves. So we in invested and spent a lot of time creating the platform, and this fan coin is on top of that incentivizing uh, the users. So it has a very strong utility behind it. You can buy a Costa coffee. You can buy an iPhone. You get 10% off from Apple when you redeem your fan coin. That's our, our algorithm, how we do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but on our platform, Apple gives 10% off. Uh, you can buy uh, an official jersey of, 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 of Barcelona or even PSG or even Man United. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can go and exchange it. You can create NFT. So there is a strong utility for that fan coin. It's not just one of those, you know, random, uh, random, yeah. random Shiba INU coin or uh, dog coin. Where, What's where, the value with it? Where the There's value nothing. of it is literally the coin. You're saying the value of your, your coin is backed by the app itself, all the goodwill that's yes. been put into it. And yes. the value isn't necessarily in the coin itself. That's just part of the bigger project. Yes. And 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 see, one of the important things, FCA regulations. See, we could have in, incorporated our company anywhere mm -hmm. in the sense we could have gone to Dubai, we could have gone to Malta, we could have gone to Gibraltar, Switzerland, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, even Germany is very, very pro now. Mm. Uh, but we, we did not want to do it. We wanted to do it from the UK. We want... We want our company to be headquartered here in the mm -hmm. UK. That's the reason our company is incorporated here in England. And FCA, reg FCA regulations, people from outside uh, England, FCA's Financial Conduct Authority, um, uh, the regulatory body in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so FCA regulations are coming. So we have, we have applied for FCA registration. The process is going mm -hmm. on right now. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Uh, when it comes to regulatory body, always so takes time. It always takes time with, 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 with but but see, it's it's very important, and 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 how, why I see it as in it it it, it as very important is because I've worked in financial institutions. I've worked in so many regulatory projects over there. Those regulations are very important to make your business a legit business. The 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 customer base, the user base needs to trust it. At the same time, there is there there needs to be. Uh, a, a reputation that you have, that our company needs to make yeah i if i go and incorporate a company in 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 offshore location the reputation is not exactly the same for a company which is regulated in the uk and i suppose if you've gone down the journey of having to get authorization doing it in the uk which is a, a very legitimate jurisdiction that gives you the credibility and i suppose the well customers will have confidence that you've been through that whole process and it is very important so that is the reason i don't want i'm not here for 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 a sprint mm -hmm. i'm here for the marathon mm -hmm. and the reason why we named it as fan coin we could have named it as football coin just because we want to venture out into other industries as well, like films, music, cricket, mm -hmm. basketball. Even individuals have fans. Yeah. So this whole fan coin thing is going to create a bigger ecosystem, but one step at a time. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I and that is the reason that is the reason creating that value on our business, on our product is very important than creating that valuation. So the values in the platform, the app, it's not necessarily there is value in the coin, but that's not where all of it is. Like well, well, see, see, there is value to the coin. It's yeah. it's trading at half a penny today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is value. There is tangible value to it. But at the same time, you you give value back to the users. You give value back to the fans. I'll give you one more example. Let's say you go and post something on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You go and post something on Twitter, or TikTok, or Facebook, any platform. You don't get anything out there. Plus your content is lost in the plethora of content there. Yeah. There is nothing like viral these days. Mm -hmm. You have to make things viral. 
you have to make things viral you have to spend a lot of time efforts sometimes money all these platforms they give you boosting options you post something you boost this post why they need money yeah so there's nothing like viral you don't get anything out there when you post something over there mm-hmm. on those platforms we are changing that paradigm it will take time as i said earlier any change of habit takes time but people change it people were driving uh, diesel cars petrol cars now they are driving electric cars it yeah. takes time to change habit but people change habits people were using landline phones mobile phones mm-hmm. the big phones yeah now smartphones yeah very sophisticated phones it takes time to change habit so what i'm trying to say is that on our platform you get instantly incentivized with fan coin mm-hmm. and with that fan coin we are creating an, an ecosystem but for us fan coin is just an ad- addition to the whole jigsaw yeah so that we have created our platform is the most important thing for us so what's the uptake been like for the platform and for the coin yeah so so far we have got over 250000 uh, downloads of our app on ios and android in uh, both and uh, we have over 135000 plus registered users uh, over 50 million fan coins uh, so, sorry over 50 million engagements active engagements have happened on happened on the app we have distributed close to 2 million fan coin to our community on the app itself uh, 48000 users are active on a daily basis doing various different things there is gaming as well on the app mm-hmm. so they can play various games collect fan coin we are introducing more and more games which are you know around around fan coin um so yeah so that's the that's the kind of traction we have got uh, there's still a lot to do uh, we are seeing a lot of uptake from from various different uh, geographies as well well I was going to ask what jurisdiction contains most of your uh, base 51% is is uk based then we have got uh, uh, substantial from africa from asia from europe as so well. it's really spread so a lot of it is is uk and then the rest of it is massive yes spread. yeah because we 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 haven't done any any marketing or anything outside uk as of now that's what's going to work how are you doing marketing yeah so we we did a lot of different things again it's an it's an experiment that we do every now and then we are but still in the world cup didn't you recently yeah i was there yeah yeah we were there at that fifa world cup but but the most important thing that helped us was 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 uh, was the tv advertising so we did tv ads uh, last year we started uh, from boxing day onwards because boxing day is an important day to football calendar yep so we started from boxing day onwards up to february of 2020 2022 where were you advertising uh sky sports pt sport mtv various different millennial music channels etc mm-hmm. etc et amazing i mean that g- gave us a, a a lot of traction uh we do a lot of work with grassroots clubs we work with various uh, uh, different we don't do much on social media uh because we have realized the social media there is lot of wastage uh so we don't do much i'll come on to that point a little later but we don't do much on social media though we do posts and all but we don't do paid ads those kind of things on social media uh we 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 use various different techniques as well uh for for paid advertising mm-hmm. uh this was just to learn just to experiment on various different geographies and the tv ads have been the best Uh, uh tv ads we did we did two campaigns at, at at stadiums as well so we did one at arsenal stadium uh we did one at tottenham's new stadium so we interacted with so many fans over there uh <coughs> we had a van doing rounds from the from the tube station to arsenal stadium similarly on tottenham stadium as well did you so get like did, a di- was there a direct correlation between people signing up and those specific yes yes yes, yes 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 so we so do do that in different jurisdictions as well then the 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 user base will grow yes yes so see Uh, one of the most important thing that you need to uh, you need to learn so if there was a formula for any marketing people everybody would have picked up <laughs> everyone would do it yeah will do it yeah. so you need to learn you need to adapt mm-hmm. uh, you need to understand the user the customer um uh, and 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 the reason is because you can't impose yourself on any user mm-hmm. you learn their uh, their behavior you give them what they are looking for mm-hmm. yeah so that is the reason i say that it is a learning process we do a lot of pr activity as well so there are a lot of different things that we have done and we know what works what doesn't work um and sometimes it's uh, it's 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 return on investment so well, you have to try don't you i, you mean, have I, to I was, was going to ask you about some of the strategic partnerships because i believe that there have been some strategic partnerships that you've developed can you tell us a little about who those partners are and how that's benefited you yes um so we have we have we have we have different types of partners so we have got merchandise partners 
So there are there's a there's a big supplier who supplies to all the uh, football clubs. And well, that makes it easy to try and strike a deal, right? Instead of going to all different clubs, you go to the one person. It's it's very difficult to go to individual clubs. As I said, there are six hundred clubs. Though we don't have six hundred uh, uh, clubs as merchandise on the app. Uh, but we have started, so uh, so so we have onboarded them. They are one of the biggest uh, uh, companies mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, so they are there. Then we have partnered with another aggregator of various different brands like Apple, Samsung, Nike, Adidas. Right. So that is the reason we have got two hundred brands on the app. Again, all you have to do is speak to one person, and you get access to that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So if you go to individual, I mean, it, it it'll take ages, ages to do that, and trying. Trying to make people understand what we are doing—it's—it's it's always tough. There is a lot of education that you have to do, so so that has helped in a way. Then we have got NFT partners as well. So we have we have we have partnered with a lot of publishers who have got some amazing content, mm-hmm. amazing content. Uh, though we haven't launched launched their NFTs at, at the moment, we are still learning how users behave on our NFT marketplace and those things. Uh, because we want to give value back to the users as, at the same time to our partners as well. There is no need to rush. Yeah, and I see that because people, I, I certainly know some big ex- exchanges, they try and sort of flog to some extent some some sports memorabilia or some NFTs. I know that there has been a market for them. I know sort of back in the day there was NBA collectibles that sort of took off. But is there a big appetite for NFTs in terms of sports? Uh, there is definitely big appetite. Yeah. Uh, what do those some, NFTs look are, like? Is it footage? Is it something brand new? What is it? There are artists everywhere. And I'll tell you something. Uh, there are some stats that, that sports fans are twice likely to buy any digital asset compared to a non-sports uh, person. So you're more likely to get a sale in sports than you would like fine art? Potentially, fine art—it's a very niche area. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not everybody is into fine arts. You know, there are very niche, and people would buy like high-value uh, fine art. Mm-hmm. But in sports, there are more sports fans around the world than fine art people. So there are two times more likely to buy a digital asset. Now, what kind of assets will they be interested in buying? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to official uh, official assets, let's say the Gareth Southgate's penalty that he missed in mm-hmm. Euros—that's a uh, that's a very good asset, yeah, uh, for someone. But who owns the rights for that? Well, that's an IP issue, right? Because you have the broadcaster will have the intellectual property rights, exactly. the copyright over it. Exactly. But then the NFT would be a copy of that, and you need to make sure that exactly. the licenses are correct and the permissions yeah. are correct. Yeah. So do people want to buy, I suppose, what is an NFT version of some old footage? Yeah. Because what rights does it bring? Yeah, yeah. Know. So that, that IP is very important that who owns those rights. So whoever owns the rights can convert it into NFT mm-hmm. and can trade it. Someone will be interested in buying something. Now, what is the value of that? Yes, I can so I, can, mark it, I right? can brag. I can brag that I have the, the official footage uh, with me. I am the official owner of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fine. Where can I use it? Probably to show it to my friends, family, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Uh, there are some very, very interesting use cases as well. Let's say, uh, if you remember, uh, there was there was a kid uh, uh, whose finger was bitten or something, and that video became viral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That the was Charlie sold, bit my finger. Charlie bit my finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. Sorry, so I, I, I wasn't able to uh, remember what what it sorry, was called. So that 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 was sold, I think, at a very obnoxious price as an NFT. You know, right? Was it okay? Yes, and let's say some media house wants to use it somewhere, they can. They can buy it mm-hmm. to use it somewhere. So there are there are some some very good use cases that that can be done. But if that NFT owns all the copyright in the original footage, mm-hmm. there's it depends on how the IP is held. But if you create an NFT and then transfer as part of that NFT the IP rights, then yes, that's a great way to do it. See, at the same time, you will find that video all over the internet. So unofficially, you can use that, right? Unless until somebody comes and says, okay. Hang on, I own the rights for this particular video. Depends who owns the rights. Yeah, but exactly right. If if you end up selling NFTs to uh, your users, then I guess one of the big questions is, and this is something that's going on in the industry at the moment, is what copyrights, what intellectual property rights transfer. It may be that people are just very happy to have a version of some particular footage that is just an NFT, or they may want all of the exclusive copyrights yeah Depends. but 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 see this this is this debate is not only restricted to nfts this debate goes on for any intellectual property that mm-hmm. is created in the world so far with films with any video commercial or whatever 
you know with even paintings so it's a it's a, it's a common common debate not only respect 100% 100% i think it just cut, happens to to sort of fit around nfts at the moment because people don't necessarily know that there are different types of nfts and you can have yes. ones where tra- intellectual property transfers or doesn't yes so, bring- so so if you if you if you if you look at uh, uh, social media platforms they you can get any sort of content over there let's say uh, or or even on internet you can get uh, any sort of content but is that official yeah some countries like for example uk is very much very much into intellectual intellectual properties mm-hmm. but not every country is is has has you know strict rules around those intellectual properties so you got to find a way to ensure that the nfts that you you will sell are relevant to your user base relevant to your user base it needs to create some value mm-hmm. it can't be you know you know uh, those board apes kind of i i don't want to have or maybe i'm i'm old the youngsters may need a board ape uh, or yacht club or whatever and we'll have to get someone on to tell us what exactly they are and all the values that they have and what are they doing with it <laughs> so that's that's the most important thing so you buy an nft what are you doing with it so yeah. i buy a painting today yeah. from somewhere and then i'll put it in my in my in my in my lounge or somewhere yeah so there is some utility to it yeah that's a whole other conversation yeah. that yeah but but interestingly i was speaking with my son he's is the older one is 13 years old and i was trying to understand he's an eden hazard fan mm-hmm. so i told i asked him that okay uh, if i give you an eden hazard poster to put it in your room mm-hmm. or if i give you a digital version uh, what would you prefer so he said uh, dad i would like uh, the digital version so i asked him why Mm-hmm. so he said see i can share it with my friends i can use it wherever i want and if i want to take a print of it i can uh, i can i can take a print and make a poster of it and stick it to the wall so it has more utility compared to a physical uh, physical stuff so which i took his point actually and i oh, that's a, a pretty fair point and this is this is very honest conversation by the way i'm not making up mm-hmm. this is the conversation i had with him because he has got loads of posters in the room uh and so that was one of the things that i asked him so and 13 is something you know they have started using mobile phones yeah 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 things it's not i'm talking to an 8 year old so <laughs> so where do you see the 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 point whereby sports football let's just say sports for the meantime sports and the metaverse properly cross over because we have lots of conversations in newspapers and and at interviews and conferences about when the sport sports world gets into the metaverse and how they interact how will they interact in your opinion so i'll take first example here of nfts for example mm-hmm. yeah and then we'll talk about metaverse mm-hmm. and i'll give you my very honest opinion on metaverse please uh, so nfts are they are going to stay mm-hmm. but it needs to have some strong utility behind it at the same time as we said what do you want to do with this this nft that i have collected as mm-hmm. a digital collectible what can i do with it mm-hmm. at the same time uh the brands the clubs needs to understand that it's not something quick yeah i understand from clubs perspective they are always under pressure to generate revenue from all 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 possible channels mm-hmm. but this is not something for quick buck fans are very important without fans we have seen during covid it was not interesting to watch the matches on on the television mm-hmm. fans are very important to create that atmosphere let's try to help fans let's try to educate them let's try to you know educate them on this new digital collectibles there are new things that comes up every now and then mm-hmm. there is an education for every new thing so let's try to educate them let's let's get, let's tell them the benefit of it yeah it's not just you know uh, uh, a board ape uh, your club or something a picture like of something and you keep in your hard drive and yeah yeah, yeah exactly so so let, let's 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 try to educate them and from brand's perspective it's not a shortcut work on it on longer term mm-hmm. and how how they can help the fans how they can create new revenue streams from it from the metaverse perspective my opinion is that especially the sports metaverse yeah i don't know whether you've seen recent uh, uh, articles written on mark zuckerberg has pulled off his investment <laughs> yeah, four people or something attended a meeting in facebook metaverse yeah and they are trying to stop their investment they've already invested uh, hundreds of billions into into metaverse they changed the company name to meta platforms and all those things they are pulling it off but that's their decision i'll give you my opinion sure when you when when it comes to sports why do you love sports it's the excitement it's the emotions the drama right and the drama yeah, yeah it's not i'm not talking about the television i'm talking about the real life experience why do people go to fifa world cup 
Yeah, why do people go to watch every game to your local club or even grassroots clubs? Because there is an excitement, there is an energy that is mm -hmm. going on. There is there is a preparation that goes around it. Yeah, pre, during, and post game. Yeah, if you are trying to replicate that in a metaverse, you will never be able to do that. Number one, number two, don't create sports metaverse. Yes, a lot of companies are trying to do that. Please don't take that away from our children from our younger audience, let them experience that. Let them be part of that. Don't make them, you know, couch potato. Yeah, don't give them big headsets or glasses or whatever. That can be used as, as an experience, one-off mm. experience, or it, it can be a parallel experience as well. But don't try to push these things on the youngsters. Let them experience these things. Yeah, otherwise we are we are ruining our, our, our generations with that. Yes, they, I understand people are, are, are making claims that someone sitting in Africa wants to have an experience of, you know, watching the Merseyside Derby. Okay, that's fine. But let him make some effort to take a visa, come to the UK, go to Liverpool. Yeah, experience that real life. That mm. is more important, which will stay with him for the rest of his life rather than giving him a headset, wearing it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing... Uh, this side, th that is a, uh, the, 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 the cop end, this is that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what's the experience? But surely it gives people access to something that they might not have access to or never be able to have access to. So it can, it can, be, it can be parallel, it can work in parallel, but... So long as it's not exclusively, yeah. Real life experience is real life experience. So keep the real life stadiums, keep the real life everything, let them play physically. And if people want to join via the metaverse to be part of that experience, fine. Yeah, but... At the, at the end of it, the, as, as you said, the drama. The, 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 so I went to Qatar to watch the World Cup. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm booking my tickets. Mm -hmm. I'm booking my flights. I'm booking my stay. You know, then I'm, you know, preparing myself. What time is the game? You know, let's get ready. The right, right shirts, right things, right gear. Mm -hmm. We are packing food, you know, drinks, whatever. Mm -hmm. then, then the travel to the stadium. Then you see the stadium. Then you see people. Then you meet so many different people, you know from all parts of the world. So, so you would miss all that in the metaverse because there is there is a different uh, environment. Why do you, why, why, I mean, spend that money somewhere else. Make metaverse, but spend that money somewhere else. Do, use it in healthcare. Yeah, use it in things that, you know, helps the community. Hmm. You use that money elsewhere where, you know, it helps the generations. This is in my opinion, and that's again my opinion, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to create a metaverse. Yeah, it's not like technically I can't create it. I can, I can do that, but you are ruining your generations. I don't want my children to wear those headsets and experience yeah. a Chelsea game than going to the stadium to Stamford Bridge. It's a different experience. It's I think different. that's fair enough. And on that note, I just want to thank you very much for coming down. Pleasure is all mine. This podcast does not contain any financial or legal advice, and you should not seek to rely on it as such. Opinions are the individual's own. This podcast was produced and edited by Joe Hawkins and music by Luke Carey. Thank you for listening and see you next time.